In this episode, I'm helping you turn poker weaknesses into strengths. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. So I want to thank you for spending some of your study time with me today. Uh, What do you think of this new intro music? It's going to take some getting used to, I know. But so far, I enjoy it, right? Uh, Well, if it's your first time here, welcome. And if you're back for more, welcome back, of course. If you enjoy this episode and learn something that you can take to the felt, please share it with a friend. Just send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod273. So today I'm going to help you turn poker weaknesses into strengths with a simple process that involves discovering your weaknesses, prioritizing them, studying, and then taking action. Now that final part's the most important because action is the greatest teacher. Now, I always kick off the poker talk with GAMBATE! For those who are not in the know, that's a Japanese term that means let's do this and get it on and do your best all rolled into one. So, gambate! Hell yeah! Let's do this! I know that there are plenty of areas in your game that you're just not happy with. Maybe they're poker leaks costing you money, or they're spots where you just don't know what to do. Maybe your skills are simply lacking. It could be something pre-flop or post-flop related. Maybe playing in position versus playing out of position. Maybe playing from the blinds or selecting hands to play pre-flop. Maybe you just don't even know how to respond to donk bets, right? Or check raises, or even the, the, the C-bets your opponents always throw at you. Maybe you keep calling and losing on the river, or maybe you've had Poker Tracker 4 for a year now and you haven't even done one hand history review just yet. Now, I have my own list of four weaknesses that I'm going to turn into strengths, and I will list those for you in just a little bit. But first, how did I come up with this list? Well, there's three parts to this. Part one is being present at the table and realizing uncomfortable feelings. Now, uncomfortable feelings are a sign that your skills are lacking in whatever area it is that you're uh, involved in. If you hate facing three bets and maybe you never know how to respond, that's a weakness that you've got to be aware of. The second way to find out your weaknesses is by reviewing your stats and win rates. Now, I go through my Poker Tracker 4 database all the time and I see my own areas in which my play statistics and my win rates could be improved. Negative win rates over large samples, those are sure signs of weakness. And maybe folding or calling too often in certain spots are weaknesses as well. And the last way I know about my weaknesses is because I review all of my tagged hands. Now, as I'm playing, I try to keep in mind uh, to tag important hands with Poker Tracker 4. Uh, and, and I do that so that I can come back later to study those spots that maybe gave me a little bit of trouble. Sometimes when I'm going through my tagged hands, I'm going to spot some kind of a pattern. Like the other day, I tagged three hands in one session, and they were all monotone flops. Now, that's a sure sign of weakness around monotone flops. Now, if you don't do any of the three things that I just mentioned, I want you to get on it. Knowledge of your weaknesses is the first step to turning them into strengths. I challenge you! Pause the podcast right now and list four areas of weakness. I'm sure you don't need to open Poker Tracker 4 or your poker journal for this. Just take out a piece of paper and jot down the first four areas that come to mind. 
You're going to use this list through the rest of this episode and for the next couple of weeks as you are working on turning weaknesses into strengths. Now I challenge you to take action. So here are my current areas of weakness, and I've put these in order of importance already. Number one is I do not rise so raise against the fishiest of fish as often as I'd like to. Number two, I don't three-bet re-steal enough from the blinds. Number three, I want to exploit loose aggressive players better. And number four, my heads-up sit-and-go skills are lacking. So that's my prioritized list of weaknesses from one through four. But how did I prioritize it this way? Well, you always start with number one. The key to choosing number one comes from answering this question. What's the one poker strength you can build such that by building it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? Now, if you've ever read The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, you've heard a version of this question before. The idea here is that building strengths, it has a cascading effect. You always want to work from big to small because fixing big issues often helps those smaller issues, but sometimes it makes fixing them completely unnecessary. Strengthening your pre-flop game improves your post-flop game. Strengthening your board texture reading, that helps your hand reading and your c-betting skills, and ultimately your profitability as well. Playing more from the cutoff on the button and less from the blinds puts you in some easier post-flop spots because you're going to have position more frequently. So let me explain why my four weaknesses are in this order. Uh, Number one was I do not iso-raise against the fishiest of fish as often as I'd like. This is number one because fish are where most profits come from. Fish is an acronym for fresh income source here. The more profits I'm making, the easier it is for me to experiment with more costly plays like 3-bet bluffs and bluff c-bets and check raises. So the more I put myself into hands against fish, the higher my profit potential. The second weakness on my list was I do not 3-bet re-steal enough from the blinds. This is number two because it's a profitable play that can be used against every player type, and it's also a pre-flop skill that will have a direct effect on my post-flop game as well. Number three on the list was I want to exploit loose aggressive players better. Now, this is number three because lags make up a significant portion of the player pool at America's card room, and strengthening my game against loose aggressive players, it's going to make poker easier and more profitable because I spend a lot of time playing there. And lastly, number four was my heads-up sit-and-go skills are lacking. This is last on the list because it's not incredibly important. I can just skip these uh, heads-up sit-and-goes and play cash games instead. But I really do like this format, and I know there are plenty of strategies that I can improve upon to win more heads-up sit-and-go matches. I challenge you! (laughs) Pause the podcast again and prioritize your list of four weaknesses. What's the one poker strength you can build such that by building it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? Put that as your number one, and then out of the remaining three, ask the question again. That's your number two, and so on. Now I challenge you to take action. So now that we have a prioritized list of weaknesses to tackle, how do we tackle it? This is what studying poker is all about, turning weaknesses into strengths. Now, I'll give you the simplest way to do this in just four easy steps. Step one is to do them one at a time. So you're going to tackle the first item on your list and only that item until you feel you've turned it into a strength. 
You prioritize your list so you know this new strength will have the biggest impact on your overall game. Do not waste time on other things. Stay focused on this one first. Step two is to study something. So just Google or YouTube search the strategy and find something to study. It really doesn't matter if it's a podcast, a video, an article, or a chapter in a book. Simply consume it and learn from it. Step three is to take notes. So you always want to take notes in your poker journal as you learn from the item that you chose. When these notes are in your journal, it's super easy to refer back to them during your sessions. Plus, you can use your notes as like a pre-session warm-up to get your mind focused on this new strength that you're building. And step four is to take action. So you studied something and you learned something new. Now you must take action with it on the felt because taking action is the best way to learn. Action's the greatest teacher after all. So G.I. Joe had something a little wrong. Uh, I learned from G.I. Joe growing up that knowing was half the battle. Well, I think it's just one third of the battle. So knowing your weakness is the first third. Learning good strategies is the second third. And then practicing the strategies, that's the final third. After the break, I'll hit you with exploiting others with your same weakness. Today's episode is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com, my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. Each month is its own workshop where you learn important strategies and I give you action steps to put them to use on the felt. This month, I'm helping PokerForge members plug the two most common and costly poker leaks of calling out of the blinds and calling post-flop c-bets. If you're serious about taking action to improve your skills, ThePokerForge.com is for you. It's a no-brainer. So visit thepokerforge.com to join today. And a few shout-outs right here. Lou Averbach, George, and James Froschel all purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. They've realized through my constant use and my constant talking and showing uh, Poker Tracker 4 in training videos and everything, they know that this is the program to help them excel at poker, study their prior hands, learn from their mistakes, learn from their opponents, all that stuff. So they went to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker tracker four and purchased through that link. They sent me their purchase receipt and then I forwarded them my uh, smart HUD for poker tracker four, the best HUD in the business. And speaking of the smart HUD, Norman Rogers, Lavaste Anari, and Mario Asserto all purchased it directly from me. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash Smart HUD. They already had Poker Tracker 4, but they were missing the best HUD in the business, the Smart HUD. Now that they have it, they're using it to exploit their opponents like never before. Thank you, everybody, for your support of the show. And now, let's get back to it. So let's talk about one of the best side effects of turning weaknesses into strengths. Or maybe not side effect, just like an additional benefit of doing so. So, Let's say uh, your number one weakness was calling three bets too often. Now, you just spent two weeks studying and taking action every single day, and now you've turned this weakness into a strength. You know exactly how to fight back against three bets now. You know when to call and when to fold. You've become a master at looking ahead to see whether or not you are likely to face a three bet before you open raise. All of this work on your weakness has taught you how others exploited you. You know they 3-bet you larger for value because you couldn't fold. You know they C-bet bluffed you a lot because you were quick to fold on the flop. You know they 3-bet you from position because you kept calling out of position. Awesome! 
These are all exploits you can now use on other players who call 3-bets too often, just like you used to. So, through all of your work, two full weeks of work on uh, improving the weakness of calling 3-bets too often, here are the results. Result number one is that you've removed a weakness that was probably costing you lots of money. So, your bankroll is going to increase due to this. Result number two, you've turned facing 3-bets into a strength, and this will lead to increased profits as well because you're doing better 3-bet defense. And number three, the third result of all this work that you've done, you've learned some great ways to exploit others with your old weakness, so even more profits are coming your way. I challenge you! (laughs) Now it's time for you to turn weaknesses into strengths. I challenge you to follow the four steps with your number one on the list. Make it a goal of building this into a strength in the next week so you can improve your skill set and your bottom line. Then, of course, move on to number two. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit smartpokerstudy.com slash pod273 for basically a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed. If you're down with taking action to improve your skills and your poker bankroll, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. Every month in The Forge is dedicated to one theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master. This month, I'm helping members plug their most costly poker leaks. So check it out at thepokerforge.com. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search and subscribe. You'll get a 30-second tip every day. If you can type or say the word smart poker study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet. Thank you.